When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey there, Vault Dwellers. Follow us as we take a topic from the Fallout universe and discuss it in a group of diverse individuals. We are the Fallout Roundtable. Join us. The conversation has already started. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Fallout Roundtable. Our host today is actually going to be a sassy lady who spelled her name as Dawn. I'm sorry. Just ignore that down on the bottom there. Anyway, folks, uh, today we're going to be doing an interview with Mr. Preston Harden. Yes, uh, he, is the, he is the editor, the creator, the, the mastermind behind the True Vault Escapades, which is a wonderful audio drama that is on Spotify or all of your major podcatchers. He has made his own radio station at one point, which I believe there was some litigation there, and he ended <laughs> up putting it out on YouTube or whatever so that you can still enjoy the wonderful music of the Fallout universe. Mm-hmm. All right. So and then on top of that, if you get a chance, you can catch us on our Twitter machine there at follow RTB at excuse me. It's just at follow RTB. I always do this. And then you can also send us an email if you'd like at follow RTB at Gmail dot com. All right. I'm going to turn it over to Miss Sassy Lady and we are rolling. You're rolling. So, yes, the uh, acclaimed. Creator of True Vault Escapades, uh, A Bomb Radio, uh, everything else. The uh, if you've ever heard of Walter and Bunny, Walter <laughs> and Bunny are his his uh, creations. His, My babies, his, his babies, <laughs> his, his children, his his uh, imaginings. So yeah, this this is a uh, all from his mind. So going back, how all right? How long have you been? doing this oh goodness well um i I, this this show has probably become at this point the longest running fallout audio drama which is a kind of a weirdly unique title but that's because i got it started like fresh out of high school at 2016 um so it's it's been going on for for some time now and it's uh at this point we produce them monthly still and uh it's certainly grown and had millions of twists and turns along the way. The the first episode is completely separate from this to the current episode. Um, but yeah, 2016, it's given it a lot of time. So yeah. It's eight years, my friend. <laughs> yeah, yeah, almost a decade. <laughs> I mean, you're so young for that kind of accomplishment, too. I mean, you did this out of high school. I mean, most people are like, oh, yeah, I'm like, you know. This is like my third. Where do we get our next bag, dude? Decade of life and thinking about doing this kind of stuff. (laughs) You know, that's pretty amazing that you started right out of high school doing something like that. That's pretty neat. Yeah. So, were you playing Fallout at the time, or what was the what was your inspiration? 
Well, um, a multitude of things. Fallout sent me down a rabbit hole, much like Bioshock, L.A. Noire, and the Mafia series did. And, of course, being uh, a young millennial, hearing, like, the ink spots and Billie Holiday and, and everything, that just, like, I was like, what is this music and how old it is? Like, I know disco. I know you can go and back to doo-wop in the 50s. <laughs> yes, it's so beautiful. And Disco. I, yeah, oh. just, yeah, so... <laughs> So I just started going down this rabbit hole. You're, you're online actually... with like two seventies kids, so yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I'm very familiar. I can connect. I love me some Rolling Stones and such. Um, <laughs> I uh, well, where does it begin? I was actually afraid of Fallout when I first saw it. I watched the trailers. I was still in my Crash Bandicoot era in the uh, mid-2000s. And then whenever Fallout 3 was aired on TV, like the uh, teaser trailer, I had nightmares. I was afraid of it. Didn't like it. And I was partially intrigued by it. And then uh, years later, I ended up buying the game. I was just like, let's bite the bullet. You love this game. Just You, you love this trailer. I mean, come on. You got to see what it is. And so, it's a great trailer. You sound like me the first time I watched uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. <laughs> right. <laughs> Same effect. Yeah. And um, it's like, ah! It's funny because Fallout and Bioshock, they had the same effect on me. They played the trailers. I think my dad was watching ESPN and they were getting like sponsored by these companies and they played the teasers for both the first Bioshock and the first or Fallout 3. And um, after these years went by, I got the game, fell in love with it, and of course was still scared of it. And I... Uh, fell down this rabbit hole of like this old music and i was like what is it about this old music i love and it was just this whole world and um pertaining to the radio show uh everything started with herbert daring dashwood and oh uh, galaxy gosh, yes. radio yes okay. and <laughs> i don't know how many years all of those factors ruminated in my head but in uh sometime after that i became established on the fallout instagram community and i was known as all underscore fallout i joined it in 2013 that's why i have the following i still do i don't really post there anymore but i uh started in 2013 while i was in high school and i was just making all of these friends and connections i got to meet mr maddie place through it who was like this especially at that time like the pre-fallout four days he was like yeah. the guy to watch uh, for for fallout four news and uh, that's also why he's one of our first guest stars on the show um but i started by all of this was started from radio wasteland and I found this free service while I was in high school to stream music online, which was probably illegal at the time, but they made it work. And we all <laughs> have been there. We, we all struggle. We all struggle. It wasn't and just so, you. <laughs> yeah. And so, of course, Instagram was the only place I advertised through. That was the only place that I ever let people know about anything. And I started Radio Wasteland. It was only playing Fallout 3 and New Vegas's music at the time. Um, that software didn't tell me that if you don't keep a certain amount of listeners up per month, they take your station down. So I was hit, surprisingly, with a takedown. I then revamped it as uh, Old World Tunes. Old World Tunes lasted for quite a bit, and it was probably the most popular iteration of my radio stations and at that point i had started adding like a ton like much much more music than just what fallout had to offer just more of the same type of music more from billy holiday and benny goodman and glenn miller and stuff and i 
along the way started to um, become an expert. Yeah, become an expert yeah. with with music that's older than my grandmother's grandmother. And so I started. Wow. So I, I really became educated in old music and it got an app. I found an app software service. They link your stream through there, kind of like an RSS feed. And it mm -hmm. played and it got super popular over the time it had. Uh, hundreds of thousands of downloads didn't make a penny but i still loved it <laughs> and um it was it, it was a labor yeah it was a labor of love it was a passion project it was until it wasn't until 2014 i wanted to make a radio show for it and that's when i started to brainstorm in um I was in a health class in senior year of high school 2014 i remember i was listening to a another big band web station and the song, would you, uh, how am I forgetting the song? Um, uh, Let Me Love You Tonight by Charlie Spivak's orchestra, 1944, came on. And I never heard of it, never heard of him. And I was like, this sounds I like... I have heard of Charlie Spivak yet? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> right. No, yeah, I'm sure even my, my grandma has never heard of him. <laughs> but um, I heard it, and I was like, this sounds like the intro to a radio show. I totally want to use this for a radio show intro. And I that night I just was parked on my desktop and I started writing it just just all of these plot outlines and I'm like I want a detective show so bad and I want it to play on my app and my station and stuff. And that's when True Vault Escapades was conceived and Aww. I had a rough draft for it. It was uh going to take place in Vault 101. And it was going to take place about 100 years before Fallout 3 took place. But that would later change. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Okay. <laughs> so, because that was Fallout 3 time. So, did you change all of that because then, what, New Vegas came out? or No. So, Fallout 3 and New Vegas had since been out for a bit at this point. Okay. But, um... Yeah, I remember I, release dates. I'm bad about that. <laughs> I believe uh, Fallout 3 was 08 and New Vegas was 10 or 11. Um, and yeah, this was 14. So, you know, New Vegas wasn't too old by then. But I was like, I want just maybe five episodes. It'll be five episodes kind of like Herbert Daring Dashwood, where it's just like a few that'll play on the loop. And it was going to be about a vault girl and a wasteland detective completely separate from each other. And the Wasteland detective was going to somehow answer a distress call from this vault girl in Vault 101, get inside the vault somehow. Uh, I was going to originally put in a drill. <laughs> it was going to be some kind of drill that cut through metal. And um, wow. he was going to help uh, stop some kind of espionage with Bunny, who I, I originally was going to name Kitty. And... Um, she was supposed to be this lavish, just vault girl with a vault suit, but she wore like fur on top of her vault suit with a scarf and mink and all this stuff. And Walter was going to be just Humphrey Bogart, basically. Obviously. And just, yeah, just as a kind of a dirtier wasteland. Uh, he still is, Humphrey isn't Bogart. he? I mean, yeah, he, he that, basically that remained pissed. true, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And um, it well, was just going to be this the whole voice thing. is something you just can't get over. So, yeah. 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 <laughs> Which has been captured for me. He's the only original cast member, right? He's the one that stays original yeah. from the beginning to the end. From the had three different iterations, I believe, right? 
Yeah, she's had three different iterations. I intend to stay with the current one because I don't like to change things too much. But no, um, no, yeah, no. The, but uh, yeah, it, it, there's just everything was so different in the beginning. And uh, I think the reason I changed it was because I hit a roadblock in the story. I was like, eh, this is kind of dumb. I'm going to change this around. And I remember it's... when you made Bunny more of a damsel in distress, and that did not seem to go over as well with the listeners at the time. So you had to like mm-hmm. re kind of redirect her back to being that that mm-hmm. tough can get it done girl you know and i, I remember right. that I, and you can hear it in the series as you're going and it's progressing all of a sudden out of nowhere you're like why is bunny acting like she's scared <laughs> yeah exactly yeah like what happened yeah. to bunny yeah. yeah yeah um the the well yeah so she was supposed to be like 10 times softer than at that point in the series when i first was conceiving it but um Yes, I had to remember at that point that, you know, Bunny is a a tough, beautiful vault girl who's not afraid to pull the trigger and stuff. But um, I think I was listening a little too much and taking a little too much of the show's direct inspiration, which changed, which was part of my inspiration for what changed the timeline of the story from Vault 101 to what it turned out to be. And, And that show was Nick Carter, Master Detective which was a uh, big radio show back in the 40s and 50s. And I used it as inspiration when I hit a roadblock. And okay. um, and and it's just, I love that show so much. <laughs> like, nobody knows about it anymore. Um, but yeah, you got Nick, you got Patsy. Patsy's the secretary. She's not a detective, but she does accompany Nick on like all of the mysteries. And it's just the most cookie cutter, like, mm-hmm. um pulpy kind of detective show ever and it's so good and that's what i used as my inspiration for what it turned out to be which was walter and bunny are in the new vegas era and they start out in texas together and instead of vault 101 it's my made-up vault vault Mm -hmm. 54 and walter lives in carbon which is actually a place in fallout brotherhood of steel that i used um okay and that's where it all starts. But um, yes, Bunny was originally introduced as a detective, not just a vault girl, but a detective vault girl, and um, teams up with Walter to solve the mystery of Vault 54, which it, it stayed espionage, kind of like Vault right. 101 was supposed to be. And since then, they have moved out to New Vegas, and a lot of stuff has transpired since then, and they are established. (laughs) So, yeah. A lot has moved. Yes, a lot has. (laughs) All right, folks, this is where I'm going to have to leave everyone. I must go. Um, It was fun. Thank you, Preston. Pleasure as always. Thanks for popping in. uh, I had you set to take a break in about eight to ten minutes, just so you know where I had you going. And I'll see you guys later. Bye-bye. Okay, thank you. (laughs) Okay, so let's see. All right, so you you write... My baby popped in. Um, So you write all of your stories, and did you always envision having them uh, acted by voices? And you don't act your own parts, do you? No, there's been a few parts on the side that I have voiced. My most recent one was a uh, Diddy Roughback, the ghoul, the pimp ghoul. <laughs> but it's usually silly things like that I'll insert myself in. But yes, I write each one besides a few that were done by my uh, by my friend uh, Josh Belmonte. <clears throat> He's the one who does um, Walter, right? 
No, so um, Josh, he he um he voices a lot of my characters, and he's one of the originals, just not from the first part of the series. Um, and it turns out he was a writer too, and he wrote like my Silver Shroud episode. He wrote the most recent episode, a special meeting, and the Lonely Grave of Arch Stanton. Um, so he'll you know he, he knows the show very well, and it's he'll he'll write a few episodes uh, every once in a while. But um, for casting back to instagram this is when things got really difficult because i was trying to ride a wave here because um fallout 4 had been teased and announced by the time i uh wrote the first five scripts and instagram of course being the only place i had um i started sending out a casting call i was like email me with this kind of you know i'll put out a little document for people to follow and people were so much younger than I had thought. They sounded like children trying to audition for uh, Humphrey Bogart. And I was wow. like, oh, no. And I, I put examples. I put, like, uh, Nick Carter examples, like narration and these yeah. types of voices, kind of transatlantic accents. And um, I went through dozens and dozens and dozens of emails that I still have um, until Eric Huffman the one who stayed the longest um he auditioned perfectly for walter mm -hmm. i was like wow like everything was not it was like completely missing the mark but now eric just hit it like dead on and i and was he like nailed it. he nailed it and he even sent his audition was to be a video too so it was like really professional seeming oh, wow. and yeah and um instantly i was like yep you're you're here you're on stay and <laughs> and so, oh yeah that was a good choice considering you've not had to recast that <laughs> oh, right i mean his voice is so unique and we chat like all the time we never met like uh even like this uh we, right. we never like spoken on the over the phone oh, or wow. anything i hope one day we can do like a big cast to get together but um we always just wow. text and chat each other yeah it's always been a, a remote endeavor like all the casting mm -hmm. and, and everything it's been very quick and remote but um, we all love the show, but um, with with Bunny, um, of course, a lot of just squeakers, as we called them back then, just um, it was it was just not good. I was like, oh, baby, this ah, oh, that's not what I wanted. I'm right. sorry. And so, well, she then... has to have a certain sound. I feel like she has to she has to sound mature, but she has to sound. What is the what is the word I'm looking for? She's got to have that. 40s vibe yeah you know? like, like she can't just sound like any old girl yeah yeah yeah, yeah, that was like, uh, yeah like you definitely Monroe, don't want some please. girl like 20th century girl you know or yeah. whatever you don't well i guess that is 20th century but whatever like you know what i mean like yeah. nowadays 2000s girl whatever you don't want that it just doesn't work yeah. yeah, and and of course, this was all just a surprise because I thought that I had a decent chunk of uh, diverse sounding people, I guess, from all the time that I've had to build my Instagram account and mm -hmm. bring in all of these different people. But then um, Amy Harris comes through um, yeah. and, uh, you know, it's crazy. I still don't know too much about her to this day. I think she lives in Canada, um, but I believe she was a college student at the time and she just auditioned and it was just so clear and 
she wasn't trying too hard and it was just her natural tone with just the circumstances in mind and it sounded so good and i was like yes we got it we got walter and bunny and i reached out to other places that i could find some of the um supporting voices and in fact i come to think of it our first our first five episodes already have our first guest star which is the um storyteller from fallout lore shoddy cast and and i yeah and i I reached out to shoddy cast um before i even thought about it and i'm like can i have his contact details and permission because i mean i I think i want to use him and they're like yeah and i remember them making a preston garvey joke because they saw my name um that's funny so yeah i i mean he stayed on for quite a long time starting out as overseer mckenzie and he carried on um as casket and lieutenant humphreys and a ton of side characters i can't even remember just we just had a good solid start with the casting once everything was settled but yeah um unfortunately fallout 4 had been out for about a year <laughs> because it was 2016 yeah. and fallout 4 came out in 15 so i was like oh darn but oh, oh well let's do it so yeah <laughs> I, I love that it's set in Vegas just because you get that's when Vegas was coming on into its own was during that era. So it makes more sense to have your 40s era podcast storyline, radio show, whatever, <laughs> be set in that area of Vegas, considering that was basically its heyday. Yeah. Was with, uh, you know, the gangsters and everything. <laughs> All the mobsters and everything back in that that time. Perfect for detectives, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I knew a guy who used to bartend in Vegas in the heyday, and he's like, "I could tell you stories, but I'd have to kill you." <laughs> right? Like, wow. Yeah. Now I want to know. You know? <laughs> oh, not me! Like, I'm plugging my oh. ears. <laughs> I mean, he would talk about all these mobsters that would come in and hang out at the bar and, you know, and then the cops would come in and they would be like, you know, trying to get him to, to tell them things. And he was like, I'm not telling, I'm not snitching, you know, (laughs) I'm not a snitch. I'm just like, wow. You know, wow, that is amazing. Just like the life (laughs) that this guy had. I was like, wow. But it just reminds me of all of that. What are you? Phone. I hope you can't hear it. Um, no, I can't. <laughs> so I just, I remember when, you know, I discovered it, we were driving back and forth from somewhere and I started listening to it on, you know, in the car. And then like, I like think another time we were in the car and my husband's like, so why can't we listen to that Walter and Bunny show? See, I gotta listen to that bunny now. Wait, what's going on with the bunny now? See, we gotta, we gotta see what's up with the bunny. And I was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I have okay. this. That's hilarious. <laughs> I was like, all right. <laughs> so yeah, my husband really liked it mainly, and he doesn't usually listen to my my podcast, but um, oh. he he really enjoyed yours because of Walter and Bunny. <laughs> oh, I'm glad. That is quite a way to introduce it. Yeah. <laughs> Walter, Shane. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. And I made that a, a priority. Please he bring out your transatlantic it. accents. Yes, they're the best. 
He loved it with that. I was like, okay. <laughs> I was I, like, I, I didn't realize I, you enjoyed it that much. I, I was, I was really very, yeah, I, I was so concerned when I first produced it too, because I had no uh, editor and anybody to help in the technical parts. I didn't know anything about MP3 audio versus uh, WAV audio and, right. and other types of audio. And usually, especially now, as I established like voice over work, I can see the patterns that clients and casters will do like ABC format or AABBCC format and make sure it's in this and that and that. I had zero regulations when I first cast the show. So like say Eric would send his in MP3 and and um, Amy would send hers in WAV and I would just kind of mesh it together in this pirated version of Sony Vegas Pro 13 that oh, I, wow. I got. Yeah. And um I'm sure there, I'm sure if like a audio expert could listen, they would be like gritting their teeth because of just the different little levels and stuff that could have been off. But the saving grace was that I would throw a vinyl overlay over it. So it would sound like crackling and radio yeah, and it would yeah. sort of just blanket the whole audio together. So yeah, that's true. I mean, because you wanted to sound like it was coming over the radio and it yeah. would come over like an old time radio. So of course you were going to have a little more static. Maybe it wasn't tuned in quite right. Yeah. <laughs> no, that was genius. <laughs> you didn't even yeah. know at the time, I bet, that that was like really, that was good genius, like hiding your amateur editing. <laughs> yeah. I didn't. And I was too afraid to ask what they charged. I definitely didn't have the money back then to 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 uh, ask for a professional yeah, editor's shitty. work. But um, yeah, the, the vinyl overlay was a lifesaver. And uh, they were originally released on YouTube, which I kind of regret. But uh, YouTube was the only place I knew. It was the only place I knew my way around. I didn't know about podcasting and especially how we, big it would become. Did we have Spotify in 16? I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I think we did, but like, I don't. I don't know if we had like the ease of uploading the way we do today right. back then. Like, I'm not sure, but I was like, ah, eh, YouTube's fine. And um, I definitely didn't get the desired amount of people I wanted to reach because I knew I had an audience out there. And I kind of inadvertently shot myself in the foot releasing the first half of the show on YouTube. Um, but people still came in. They loved it. The pe people were watching it. And I even remember one of my favorite comments was on episode one. It was by the account for Fallout Lanius, the the fan mm -hmm. film, and mm -hmm. giving giving me kudos on it. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, it's not a bad thing that you were on YouTube because you were probably being noticed by people who aren't really looking for podcasts. So Right. And it's such a yeah. different, unique concept. So it's like, eh, I guess I'll just put it where I know. And it is. It is a unique there. concept. I don't think I know of anybody who's doing old-timey radio <laughs> station type stuff. I mean, maybe the closest was, you know, the storyteller. Um, but that wasn't old-timey, really. That was just, just narration and lore. Yeah. yeah. Fallout stuff. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, and I just, despite whatever I expected of it, I just continued to do it because it's, you know, like like Jackson said, it's a passion project, and I just wanted to see where it would go, and yeah. um, it's it's just crazy to see where it's gone because um, it used to be this really treacherous endeavor because I didn't know if I could rely on all the voice actors that I didn't know and 
the yeah. show would get delayed a lot because of that. But now it's like I've built up a roster and cut out a lot of the, uh, you know, the parts that were uh, causing time to slip away. And so I, you know, it's just so weird. I, I can't believe it used to be so difficult in the past and so uh, strenuous. But now it's just like, all right, everybody, let's go do another episode. And, and here we are. And the quality's gotten so better because of my editor, Ethan Walsh. Shout out to Ethan Walsh. He... Right. Oh my gosh. And I'm so glad I ran into him. He was already a fan of the show. Oh, that's so, awesome. Yeah. So he, and, and he loves all the old timey stuff too. I think he's younger than me. So I'm glad more really? people out there are interested in old timey stuff. But right. He, yeah, he, cool. yeah. So no more uh, old timey radio effects for the most part. We still use the music, the sound effects, and, and things like that. But it's no more like major crackle like in the first five episodes we can really you're not trying to hide your, <laughs> My your mishmash of uh, audio files <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's good that's good well let's uh let's take a break right quick sure. and we'll come back with more hi welcome to three count thoughts let me introduce the crew real quick Hi, I'm Maverick Stone. I'm Romer. And I'm Jaxus. Join us as we talk all things wrestling. Each week, we'll take a topic from the wrestling world, knock it around a bit, and then go over the week in wrestling from a strictly fan perspective. We can be found on all major podcast catchers. We can also be found at 3 Count Thoughts on both YouTube and Twitter. Or you can send us an email using... 3CountThoughts at gmail.com Okay, are you ready? Ring the bell! You're back. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, I'm, I'm talking with Preston about his long, very beloved show, True Vault Escapades. Uh, his detective show with Walter and Bunny that has been very popular very popular podcast and uh we've been talking about uh some the what longevity of it how he got started with it his kind of his little brainstorm um of his love child and uh tell tell us some more tell us like so you were talking about the direction that you were going um you know with your first episodes what made you like kind of go in the directions like how how does your story evolve how does your process of writing go well, uh, the original process of writing was just me sitting in front of uh, the desktop and writing an ultra-large text, uh, this very <laughs> unprofessional script. Never heard about writing in my life. I just wrote the way I knew. And um, it, it really just evolved over the, over time. But it, everything began as literally just a five-episode plan, and it was just going to be that. And... Um, it wasn't until maybe some months later, I really don't remember the timeline, but I remember um, wanting it to continue because it ends in such a noir, bittersweet fashion where they're separated. Walter and Bunny are separated yeah. by a huge steel wall and they had just fallen in love with each other and it was just perfect that way. But then it was like, mm, no, I still got so much. And especially after I was uh, listening to more Nick Carter and like Johnny Dollar and yours and uh, 
what's that other show called? Uh, Richard Diamond, Private Detective. I was like, I've got to keep this going because, hey, those shows were serialized. Why can't mine be serialized? And exactly. so, yeah, there you go. Yeah. And um, there's just so much in the wasteland to explore. And mm-hmm. so I wanted to just have them travel together, do something. So things would change sometime later i want to say later that year yeah i was still within 2016 i introduced walter meets draco the friendly death claw and it was another kind of movie length uh script where walter has since moved to plano texas which in my imagination since no one has touched it in bethesda yet is a thriving community still and walter has with his ten thousand caps now opened up a fabulous new detective agency and has all these friends and connections until a secretary of his gets kidnapped and he goes to find her and who's there it's an enclave talking death claw named draco and and so and he sends him on a mission to go and find this device that can reopen vault 54 against his will um, right. And that was yet another guest star. Draco Deathclaw is pretty big on uh, Twitter. Yeah. yeah, like, and and I've known him for years now. And I was like, hey, I've got an enclave talking Deathclaw, and your whole thing is Deathclaws. Let's <laughs> let's have you on. And so I had him come on, and he helped bridge the way to the place Walter and Bunny are now, as Walter you know, goes in and finds that Bunny isn't there and the vault is in shambles. And then that's when I write Bunny's half of the, the story where right. it, it discusses what happens inside. And this whole just series of events transpires that leads them both to New Vegas. And that's where they currently stay. Um, but I, I really wanted, like I said earlier, with the way Bunny kind of changed midway, I was listening so much to Nick Carter, and I kind of picked up too much of those damsel in distress vibes from <laughs> Patsy's character. Because, <laughs> like, it's weird, though, because in Nick Carter, um, even though Patsy was really brave and would join Nick in these, like, just like death-defying adventures to solve these crimes, she would often serve as a damsel in distress, but and, and she would just be just ah, she'd be screaming. It was that whole like 50s like kind right. of just trope. And so I ended up kind of subconsciously converting Bunny into that. And I had to remind myself after people were giving feedback, I was like, oh, I forgot right. who Bunny was. My like, own what character. happened? Yeah. Why why did yeah, Bunny turn into a yeah. exactly so um and, and yeah, but uh, Patsy would have her moment. She would like pistol whip a bad guy when Nick was under the gun and everybody would just kind of give her applause. And, and But it wasn't enough. It just wasn't enough. And so um, I, I made sure to bring Buddy back to her roots. And she's especially back there now um, with the more yes, recent is. episodes. Yeah, because um, and, and, and Bunny is really just probably my favorite character in my own show because she is completely sheltered being a vault girl. So she's been so fun to write for because she just gets exposed to the wasteland and she's being like in the first, I want to say like in the third episode where they're established in New Vegas, she just gets randomly kidnapped by Mm -hmm. Casket, who is this ongoing villain for them, who is a a slave for human trafficker. And he, and then there's other episodes where there's a, um, mutants and just all of the things that we know from fallout and of course walter is usually explaining these things to her as an outsider 
But Bunny, she she slowly begins to mold, and I'm putting little uh, tidbits in the script to kind of just show her growth, uh, especially nowadays, since she's definitely established in the wasteland. But uh, yeah, a lot of the early parts of the the strip, which I originally called the the Vegas iteration, was Bunny just getting exposed to everything. Like first the kidnapping, and then there was the one called Dopehead Blues, where Bunny's invited to join a post-war book club, and turns out everybody in there is a bunch of rich drug traffickers. And regulators come in and shoot the whole place up, and she has to protect the head honcho there. So yeah. she's just getting her world rocked, and that's part of her character development. So um, that that those those aspects, especially Bunny, have been the most fun to write for. That's that would be true because you she has so much to discover in the wasteland because you don't see those kinds of things like we're not in the vault anymore, Dodo. <laughs> you know, it's just yeah. I don't you know, I don't think we're in the vault. So it's yeah, she does have a lot that you know, and, and the whole um Walter can't be surprised by anything really because he's rough and grizzled and he's seen it all and but she's She's definitely not seen it all. So you can definitely bring that element of, oh my God, what now? You know, what what's <laughs> yeah. gonna what's gonna come around this corner, you know, for Bunny. <laughs> so that's kind of a that would be fun to kind of be able to bring all that out because we all know that we uh definitely have a lot of weird stuff going on in Fallout. <laughs> oh yeah, and it just keeps getting weirder. It, the, it does keep getting weirder. Continue. Yeah. Who knew we would be we would start off in just the wasteland finding mutants and such. And next thing you know, we're drinking Nuka Shine and waking up on the other side of the map. And Blacking <laughs> out, yeah. You know, it's just and so aliens. Much craziness. Aliens. aliens, aliens come and mole miners, like mole people are living in the ground. Like what is going on? <laughs> what is all that about? Mutated people and oh my gosh. I know. And, oh um, wow! So, yeah. do you intentionally try to stick to canon? I guess, like, yeah, a hundred percent. I I like dancing around the, the canon and making sure that it moves with it because okay. I don't know if it's like a weird pipe dream of mine, but it's like in the off chance that Bethesda were to ever notice me, I hope that they know that I created something that they don't have to like work out of the canon but because it works with it right you know? and i just so, like if you better. ever wanted to put a detective agency in plano like yeah it's already <laughs> done for you like it's all there you know yeah just... exactly uh, i'm always <laughs> like geez i hope i don't tread on the toes of something that's canon so i'm always like double checking on the yeah. wiki and stuff i'm like on nukopedia all the time like okay right. what happens this year and what happens that year and, and can walter fit in between then and so okay. they're kind of like they're kind of like just characters that were they were there they were there with the courier was they they okay. exist yeah they're somewhere simultaneously yeah um, yeah it's kind of like like i i don't know like you know if you have like plans because i know you don't recreate like new right. or whatever like you haven't gone off to see yeah or have you i can't i hate to say this because i have listened to them all but you've not gone to see mr house no they mentioned yeah. I, I i think um well, no, they. I didn't break this lore. No, they do meet Mr. House. Mr. House deputized them, but he. they don't meet him in the Lucky 38 like the courier does. He's right. sent, sent like a broadcast okay. or something. I mean, but, I know he was like mentioned, but I didn't I didn't think they had actually like gone to his place or anything like that. So, but like, yeah. So, okay. So, and I think that that's what they're talking about, like with um, 
like the TV show. They're going to do the same thing. Like they're the lore is there. Yeah. And yeah, that they're not going to discount it. Like they may not use it, but it's there. They ain't going to fiddle with it now. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you know, and they're going to acknowledge it. Maybe. I don't know. I kind of hope that they do because I would like to see how. Oh, I would too. like to see how New Vegas was supposed to end. <laughs> I know. I wonder if they could ever like reference or kind of tease what exactly happened. But I wonder if that would like take away from the, the I don't experience. Know. I, I don't because, know. You know. Because, you know, maybe like these people coming in and playing New Vegas, like that would be kind of a delicate balance because do you want to play a game where you know what the canon ending is? Right. I mean, there are some out there that do have... There's some RPGs, right, that have some canon endings, right? Or they're mentioned by a developer, like, oh, this is how it ends. Right. That's can't, I, I can't think of titles. But I don't titles, know but... Fallout ever has. So no, I don't think like... Fallout ever has. Yeah. Um, maybe they might have to make a sacrifice with the show and, and tell us what happened since New Vegas is the closer city. Well, I kind of, I mean, and considering that this, this show happens all after mm-hmm. everything, that we were going to find out you know so who won in fallout 4 like because if there's brotherhood on the east coast they must have won uh, yeah. <laughs> if there's synths everywhere well then it must have been the institute i mean it's, yeah you know you kind of might accidentally get which ending is canon yeah. you know same in new vegas like if you go to new vegas and mr house is no longer around or if it's under ncr control or you know whatever like you kind of figure out who won? Yeah. But it's yeah, but it's it's almost as if they can't even show it like in passing because it's like there's so many different things that could happen um, canonically, and it's and, like in the show if they even show just a little bit right. for any reason of New Vegas or mention and, it, and it's they like, may not have to. They may skirt right around it. Like they may have no reason whatsoever to go to New Vegas or the dam or any of it. They might skirt right around it. They might go south. Yeah, where we know nothing. Oh my gosh, that that's a good thought. I, I didn't even think that deeply oh, we've, until just we've now. Been, we've been tearing this show apart trying to figure out how they're going to do this because we already know that Todd Howard said that the the show is canon. I'm everything so in the show that. is canon, yeah. and everything, and they will honor canon from you know the video games. So yeah. That's, so it's that's like, good. Huh. That's good. I just I'm so curious now, just all the different things. Um so do you it, think you'll take any inspiration from the locations that they're going to reveal? Like, are Walter and Bunny going to go to Santa Monica? Or- <laughs> oh, yes. You know, I was asked that by a, a Patreon member this morning. Like, are they, are, are like, is Los, Los Angeles going to be a place that you consider? And I was like, huh, I think, you know, I think so. I mean, it's close. It's, right. it's close. And I mean, I have introduced places in the Mojave, um, the, the real Mojave that exist um, mm-hmm. in the show. Like, for instance, um, Gold Point, which is a spot for um, the case of the Phantom Spectre, which is one of the casket episodes. That is a real gold mine ghost town right now and okay. i mean it's perfect for a wasteland thing i don't know if fallout would ever inch, like st- like overwrite that for any reason but you know i i do i do feel like i should brave those areas a little bit when i write the show like um i think the most lore i've ever stepped on or or in like intervened in was in the um legend of the star episodes 
that mm-hmm. that actually coincided with a real quest in Fallout yeah. New Vegas, and I, oh, I I didn't particularly change anything. I just sort of gave it a backstory because I remember. I'm sure we all remember when Malcolm Holmes just scares the crap out of us, and and it's like, oh, I don't shoot. I'm just a collector, right? And and, and he tells us all about Alan Marks. Just Alan Marks this, Alan Marks that, and we all know how we find him, and. I was like, oh, you know, he has he's he's dead canonically, but it's like he looks like he could serve a really good backstory. So that's when I decided to make the five episodes, The Legend of Star, and um give him this whole story about this this lost lover of his, and he just can't stop the 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 crime mercenary life and this whole just yeah. emotional roller coaster happens and Walter and Bunny get involved and then things kind of unfold into what we know in Fallout New Vegas. So um more of that would be something I would be interested in in writing. I mean yeah. I introduce I introduced a lot of characters too, like uh, that we know of, like the Van Graaff family. Mm-hmm. Um, they had a big, they had a big hand in the Legend of the Star as well. I've um, introduced. Oh, I've I've brought up the the Chosen One from yep. Fallout Two, who's right. an old man, and um, uh, Volpez from the Legion. I've brought him in, and mm-hmm. uh, even little characters like Isaac, who is the guy who stands outside of the Gun Runners and is working on that bench eternally. I bring him in. Uh, in an earlier episode. So um, I, I do like to consider these are just kind of side quests, uh, side quests of these characters' lives. Of course, this doesn't really coincide with anything the courier does. And, right, and yeah, because he doesn't really... I mean, he he can do the Legend of the Star. Yeah. But not, but not the way you tell it. <laughs> no. <laughs> which I thought that was a really good... I liked it. I liked those episodes. Thank you. Those were good. Um, yeah. So, I mean, you know, and considering that their home base is New Vegas, yeah, I wasn't sure if you wanted to branch into into California or not. It is close, but I didn't know if you wanted to to branch yeah, into them. But. Yeah, I've, I've I've vacationed them before um, to the Gulf of Mexico, so I've gone that far, um, and I can definitely consider Los Angeles. I would I will also have to wait for the show to come out to provide details about what has happened sure. since New Vegas in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Um, um but that should be a fun prospect and maybe I can have a Walton Goggins impersonator. You know, oh wow. Yeah. Cool. Something like that. You run and... into the ghoul. <laughs> that would be great. Yeah, exactly. Um and uh, let me see, Bunny has gone to this fictional city I called Eladna, which is Andale backwards. And Fallout 3 oh, players God. remember Andale. So, God. Yeah, it, it, yeah <laughs> I, I guess the furthest we've branched was the Gulf of Mexico because the rest of the places they've gone to were in the vicinity of New Vegas and stuff like that. But um, I would love to take them somewhere. I've even thought of West Virginia, but I don't know what the state of West Virginia would be by the time Fallout New Vegas that, happens. Oh, that's a great question because that's what another couple hundred years from yeah. where we're at right now. Yeah. I mean, and, maybe it wouldn't look a whole lot different, except we keep nuking it. So. <laughs> yes, it's a land of falling nukes. It's a beautiful uh, sight at night. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Who knows what it would look like, really? Yeah. But, I mean, more decrepit, I'm sure, because it's already starting to fall apart after 25 years. It's like been 25 years. These buildings are falling apart. 
Gosh, after right. 200, I would say nature has probably reclaimed it. <laughs> One yeah. hope, yeah. Probably isn't anything there anymore. It's just all forest. Well, wow. well, speaking of which, I am, just as a little sneak peek, I am bringing some um, Fallout 76 to Walter and Bunny instead of the vice versa. Um, I'm The next episode we have in line is called The Case of the Martyred Mothman. And exactly what it is, Mothman's coming to New Vegas. Oh, and wow. It's just going to be this huge, just kind of monster sci-fi story. And then... Um, also, even more exciting, I, I just recently introduced this thing called Ex Escapade Extras, where it's just bonus episodes, stylized just like the show, just not with Walter and Bunny. And um, this one I have, it's called um, I Married a Mothman Cultist. Oh, I love that. <laughs> yeah. I love that. And, um, that like I Married an Axe Murder. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and um, it's going to be actually in the events of Fallout 76. And it's just going to be this bonus episode, maybe 30, 40 minutes long. And um, it's just going to be like that movie Gaslight. It's just, it's like the husband what? is just nutty, but he's normal at the same time. And the wife is like really just concerned. And they both met at the White Spring working with the new responders and they move out. And it's going to take place in Clancy Manor, which is a cultist site in um, Fallout 76. Oh, that's right. Even yeah no yeah um this um what wow. is uh clancy manor is in the border of toxic valley and the yeah. forest on like the uh, northernmost part of the map and i always have a camp right. nearby right, so right, right. i see it a lot and this is you can see it used to be this huge place and now there's like a tree that's been like it's fallen through yeah. it there's cultist galore in there well this is going to be how it ended up that way <laughs> and, oh, and okay yeah, and it's going to be like that, and um, also, right now, I have lined up uh, Zach Finfrock who, of Nuka Break. He's supposed uh -huh. to be playing the husband. Oh, wow. <laughs> and so I, I'm really excited. I think excited he can do Kooky pretty well, yeah. <laughs> yes, he can do Kooky pretty well, and I'm also really glad that he's back in the Fallout groove, just I speaking too. of which. I am, too. Yeah. I'm glad that he's going to, you know, that he's working on another uh TV fan series film, yeah. or or YouTube series or whatever. I'm yeah, glad that that's happening. Yeah, and so in case I all didn't know, uh, <laughs> the creator of Fallout Nuka Break, our favorite pre-actual Fallout TV show, Fallout TV show. Uh, OG. <laughs> yeah, the OG TV show. Uh, the creator, he is making another. He is crowdfunding to make another Fallout-based show. So he's so back. He's uh he's been streaming. He's been doing some stuff with the community, raising some money to make another another installation of uh whatever. I, I haven't yeah. got like if there's any details like on premise or anything yet, but hey, I don't uh, think so either. Do another show. I hope he's Twig again. I just love Twig. I, I, I love his character. It, <laughs> I, I think it is because he keeps talking about having Twig's vault suit made. Oh, that's so right. I think yeah. he is going to still be Twig. Oh, the, I'm uh, so Nuka, the Nuka addicted uh, <laughs> vault dweller. <laughs> he, die, he will die without Nuka Cola. I got to love him. I will die without my Nuka Cola. Yes. Yeah. yeah the so one where I... they're like, well, you're not in any danger of being skinny, are you? <laughs> oh, yeah. Man, it's been a bit, but I used to binge that back to back. I loved then, it. Oh, oh I loved gosh. it. It's and so I was like, good. why aren't there more of these? Why didn't more people make fan films for oh, Fallout? I mean, so there was good. a couple. Um, there was, but that was 
That was definitely the best. That was the best. I mean, it's just the best. I remember when it was just one fan film and then they branched it out into like a what 10 episode series yeah. or, or something. And I was just so proud of these people I never met. I was like, you guys are so awesome. But it was um, just like they did such a great job, you know, their props and their suits and the makeup and, and where so they were, their good. location was amazing. Was the like, characters just so fleshed out and very yeah. fallout like all the comedy was in there. I just love oh, yeah. the comedy. Um all of it. It was so fallout. <laughs> yeah, but so that's fallout. Uh, that's uh I married a Mothman cultist. Uh, it will be featuring Zach Finfrock in the near future. So, you know, keep an eye out for that. I'm so excited. I never that thought I would work with great. him even like this. So, yeah. <laughs> That's fantastic. I love that. Yeah. yeah that'll be fun. Yeah. I was oh, watching so his fun. stream the other night and I was just like, dude, we're so happy you're back. <laughs> <laughs> no, we need you. <laughs> he was playing New Vegas too. And he's playing a melee character with his Duca break sign. From the oh, show, yeah, he has a clip. <laughs> yeah, and uh, and he's using bloody mess. So of course, anytime he hits anybody, it's like, oh, it's, oh my gosh, it's hilarious. Oh my goodness, it was, it yeah, was funny. it was a good time. I was like, I can watch this for a little while. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, lurk, and then I was like, no, nah, I didn't watch. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, it's actually pretty good. made for those games you should have started years ago gosh right? yeah because i've seen the clips and i'm like i gotta i gotta catch this stream yeah. one of these days yeah i was just saying, i knew he was streaming and i just happened to be home and i saw he was streaming i was like oh good i'm gonna i'm gonna hop in there <laughs> i try and lurk on my friend's streams so you know to give him the support even if i can't watch and i was like well i'll lurk and i was like nope no i can't miss this this is like i keep watching this so good. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Yeah. yeah. I hung out with him for like an hour and a half. <laughs> I, I, I guess he'll be um, number four of our major guest stars. We, gosh, what we had, we started, well, I mean, technically the storyteller wasn't a guest star. He was truly a part of the main he cast. He was a cast member. He, yeah. was a whole, he was a whole cast member. So if you exclude him, we had Mr. Matty plays, of course. He first appears in episode five, Whatever Changes. And then we have later on Ryan Alosio of old people. I mean, Deacon from Fallout 4. Yep. I was very, very shocked that I could get That's a hold of him. But again. Yeah, that was like the, through the magic of Instagram again, because he was when he uh, was getting established with the Fallout community, he was like, okay. uh, tell me who to follow. Tell me who to talk to. I want to get involved with all the people. You were like, that go to my show. I was like, <laughs> and so he was like, OK, I can join. But the only condition is that the character has to be kind of brief because I don't want to, you know, uh, you know cross over with any contracts uh, on accident right. so i'm like sure and walter blows him up with a propane tank <laughs> in the it works so the <laughs> and i'm like you know true to form because deacon that sounds like something deacon would would fall prey to but uh uh ryan plays um uh scott rollins who was a lookout who thought was thought to be the murderer on this ship um, when they're on the Gulf of Mexico, Walter chases him through the ship into this like storage room. Uh, where Scott pulls a gun on Walter. Walter shoots a pile of propane tanks next to him and sends him in the hospital or the brig or something where he's getting patched up and he gets murdered in his sleep basically oh. after that. And uh, that was Ryan. I'm so still so thankful that he did that. Um, and Lane Compton was number. Was that three? Yeah. Three. Um, yeah. Lane Compton, whom you, I mean, he's, he's, he's amazing. He's an amazing actor, but 
I reached out to him when I found his Instagram because I played the Mafia Mafia Three. And he's he plays John Donovan on Mafia Three, the CIA agent that helps Lincoln Clay take down the mob. And he has so many scenes in the game. Okay. The motion capture is amazing. Um, and wow. he's just getting grilled by this committee over the mafia activity. And I mean, he's so funny in that game, and he's crazy. He's like this insane rogue CIA agent. And I just managed to, again, through Instagram, contact him. And he played a full blown character this time. He played, um, wow. uh, it was something Goodman. I'm forgetting the characters, but he was the uh, eldest brother of one of the family members in Aladna that took care of Bunny after she crashed the car and uh -huh. they all ended up being uh very nice cannibals. Oh yes. <laughs> and, well, you got to be good to your dinner. <laughs> yeah. You either uh, if I remember correctly you either join the fold or you become the next meal and Bunny was not having that and she has like a final showdown with him at the end um and that was just such a great privilege that he could be on there um and I guess since then, no, there's a fourth. There's there's a fourth. Um, more recently, Sir Spooks. He's I was going to say you had somebody write your episode and <laughs> and star in it, didn't you? <laughs> um. Well, no, I I wrote this one. I wrote. Did you haunted, write? The, I th oh, I thought he did. I I wrote a haunted house blues, which was a more recent episode. J um, Joshua Belmonte. He wrote um, a special meeting. And um, I don't know if we had any guest stars on any of his, but um, all amazing voice actors, though. Voice actors I don't even know. And I'm just like, geez, you're a good caster. Um, but no, uh, with Haunted House Blues, I am already a huge fan of like paranormal content on YouTube. I don't know why. And Sir Spooks is one of those top names that comes out. And um, I was like, you know what? It's a spooky episode. Let's get a spooky guy. And I reach out to Sir Spooks. Uh, was that Instagram? No. Mm, yeah, it might have been Instagram again. <laughs> and um, he played Spooks, the murderous Mr. Handy, yep. who chops the prey up in this false uh, attraction where they uh, eat people. <laughs> and uh, thing about that, eating people. <laughs> yeah, I have, do, you had, I have you had that checked? <laughs> I was about to say, I need to check myself in. <laughs> but, uh, Have you, you talked to anybody about that? <laughs> I think I think I was inspired off of Outlast on that one. And I, <laughs> I, I watched people play Outlast to just see them get scared. And I was like, I want to make an Outlast-inspired episode. And so I just made that. And there's some Outlast references in that episode. But Spooks was just so fun. <laughs> and he loved the experience. And he wants to come back. So oh, I'll have great. to... Yeah, and, and so I think number five will be Zach in the near future, and I'm um, just really excited for that since he's like like Mr. Fallout, That's basically. Cool, yeah, That's pretty cool. <laughs> you know, because he's you know, and we're all we're all rooting for him. I know he's been funded, mm -hmm. um, so we know that it's coming. But I'm sure that it would help him to. Have a little buffer to get his show made yeah to make it the best it can be too you know it's like that'll be great so you have to find him on twitter and i'm sure he's on youtube still obviously and yeah. i know he's streaming so he'll have his links and all those places to to help with that that production <laughs> <laughs> which we are it's all gonna be great oh, yeah yes. <laughs> think about what he learned from you know 
since he last, you know, did Nuka break, you know, see what he got, what he can do now. I'm sure it'll be amazing. Oh, it's going to be great. Everybody's welcomed him with open arms. So yes. I know it's, it's just... Oh, everybody was like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Like, come back. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when he when he came to, to Twitter and he was just like, oh my gosh, do you know what this is? <laughs> it's it's like, Twig. It's Twig. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everybody oh. was pretty excited. Yeah, it was, it was a big oh, thing. Oh, yeah. And, he, and he's, he really has been active. Yeah, I mean, he's he's coming in full force, and I really love that because, I mean, just more Fallout content creation is, I think, just, like, content creation around video games is something I would like to see more of like that. Like, a lot of, there was actually a, um, like, speaking of the show, I have a machinima of the show, and nobody makes machinimas anymore. And I and I love machinimas, which are just fan-made in-game movies for those who don't know. I love machinima, too. Um... Oh, so Ray good. Middleton, There's so many great Middleton ones. is the one that makes all the machinima, but he gets, and I know he's got real life, but that guy, every new game that comes out, he's like, I gotta make a machinima of this. <laughs> Which means the one he was currently working on is kind of like, on the <laughs> shelf for a little shelf. bit. Oh, no. So, yeah, we were working on a on a Fallout GTA crossover one. Oh, that cool. I was like, this is really great. I need to see where my character's going. Because she just got in this random car and she's driving off to God knows what. Burp. On the shelf. Because Starfield came out. And like, now talk he's to you later. Now he's doing a mission with his Starfield character. It's just like, all right. You can't stop those creative juices. No, no, you cannot. And oh. unfortunately, you know, we had a really big game release year. And I think this is going to be another one. Oh yeah, <laughs> uh, where a lot of big games are going to be coming out, and you know we've got, good lord, we've got Fallout London coming, which is going to be. Oh, that's right. Oh, that's I mean, be huge. that mod is going to be. A lot of people are like, it might be bigger than Fallout Five. <laughs> it's a game size <laughs> mod. It is huge. I was watching them talk about how many different areas of the game they had you know, areas in their game they have and how many mod or how many uh, cells they had per area, how many voice actors they had, how many this and that. And it's like, dang, I, I think they had almost as many voice lines as Fallout 4. Oh my gosh. But they don't have a voiced protagonist. Oh. So therefore, they might have more. Oh my God. Because I want it, it was some crazy number, but then you know they said, but you know we don't have a voice protagonist because you all voted for silent protagonist because that's what everybody liked. Yeah, and it's like so if you compare that, that's all NPC lines. That's so much. Whereas Fallout Four is NPC and PC lines. Yeah. Oh my gosh! I yeah, and I've seen the pictures. I've seen the hype. I I it looks amazing. I think I looked into auditioning for it when it was first coming out, but it's like, oh, it's in London. I can't do I it with the accent. And I know um... <laughs> I wanted to, and I'm like, I just you know, I don't think I can pull it off. And oh I was like, ah. but I would have loved to have been involved in that. But you know, there are too many <clears throat> good actual voice actors. Yeah, in the area. So, but I can't wait to play it. So yeah. That- I don't know if I have a, anything to handle it. <laughs> so I might have some time. To that's the thing. It's going to be huge. Um, oh my gosh. I don't. Yeah, Xbox won't handle it. 
It has. Oh to yeah, be I'm screwed. PC only. <laughs> PC only. Uh, yeah, so I'm really glad that Hubs was nice to me and revamped my PC last year for Christmas because uh, I, I I'm like yeah, I can play it. Yeah, and That's I was gonna be so you know bad. I was like all set for when Starfield came out. Like everything's capiche. I don't have to worry about it. I just I'm now looking like I need my second monitor. <laughs> I just need a second monitor. <laughs> well, that's why I love Bethesda. They 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 love like to root on fan creations like that. I know some other companies yeah. would be a little more stingy, but Bethesda has always been just super fan oriented. So I've really appreciated that, that you don't really have to worry about it in that sense. But they're like, yo, check this out. Look what a fan right? just made. Yeah. Like, and I'm looking at this and I'm like, this is all made by fans. Like these yeah. people, this is like a labor of love. And yeah. I'm like, Bethesda, these people need jobs you know? <laughs> yeah. um, because we know that we want Fallout 5 sometime before we're all in nursing homes. <laughs> and I mean, maybe not you, but me and Jax is, you know, we always joke about you oh, know, okay. we're going to be playing Fallout 5 in our nursing homes. You know, we're just they're just going to wheel us to the. <laughs> To to the sunroom or whatever, so he can plug. I've been waiting forever. Plug in for our Xbox, exactly. <laughs> you know, like dang it, we've been waiting for this. We're gonna play it. Oh my so gosh! Like, it would be cool, you know. I mean, obviously, you've got people that love the game, willing to work on it. Obviously, can do the work. You know, and the thing yeah. is, like they tested the heck out of it. Like they said, we could release it right now, but we're still gonna, you know, check it for bugs and stuff for the next couple months before oh, we. Yeah, leave. for sure because yeah, you know, kudos all... to them it, uh, yeah yeah so that's, that's pretty exciting I, yeah that is that is super so, exciting yeah, walter and bunny go to london on the, on the queen mary who knows <laughs> oh think about it think about it i can like pick apart the story and be like hey let's make a fallout london inspired episode and they say yeah you might have to and... find uh not not so much walter and bunny but like i don't know who's big over there as far as you know to find some uh Good golly, I don't need you could do Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> be a ghoul Sherlock Holmes, yeah. You have to find your version of Sherlock Holmes over there. Oh my goodness. That. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's time for some travel. <laughs> yeah, like I don't know. It'd be kind of kind of a kind of a thing that oh wow. <laughs> so yeah, now that we are branching out into all kinds of stuff that's not related. Um Anything else you want to talk about for your show? Oh, there's all kinds of little Easter eggs and things. Let me see. Well, tell us about Easter eggs. <laughs> True we Vault love Escapades. Yeah, the, the name was inspired off of New Vegas' skill magazine, True Police Stories. So that's a fun little nugget there. Um, and, I, of course, when you look at the picture, it's so very 50s. And I'm like, oh, yeah, uh, I like this. And uh, another thing pertaining to the name... Um, they were supposed to explore vaults. <laughs> they don't really oh, explore right. vaults. They're not really exploring vaults. Well, to be fair, there was one. <laughs> there was there was one, and there was a time early on where I thought, what if each episode is serialized where they just travel the wasteland together, go to these different vaults that we know and love, and they just, just discover the mystery behind said vaults. So, like, they'll go to, like, 106 or, or 112 and, well, I don't know, 111 even, but they th that didn't really pan out because I just wanted it to follow more of a concise very much deeper story so i wanted them to just kind of go on their own um yeah, i think i like that yeah but the name is still just it's it's so very true vault escapades i mean you can just say it with a transatlantic accent and it and it fits so i kept the name <laughs> it comes from a vault 
Yeah, they so, come from the you know, wall. and if you yeah. think about it, being a radio drama, you're probably listening to it in your vault, right? Yeah, exactly. All the the, the cushy vault dwellers are just kicking yeah. back and and listening to the show about the big exactly. bad wasteland. Um, exactly. So it's keeping wonder. them inside because they're like, oh no, I don't want to deal with that. No, 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 we can't. Oh, what's that? A raider? No, no. These people the, eat people. No, no. Yeah, oh no, absolutely We're not. Stay in the vault. We're, We're never safe. coming Thank out. You, vault tech. Yeah. Never coming out. <laughs> um. And let me see. Oh, I almost forgot about the radio situation. So it was Radio Wasteland, Old World Tunes, got rid of that, and I changed it to A-Bomb Radio. It, it changed the name, and I had this whole logo made for it, played the, the uh, show there every once in a while. But um, You had commercials had, too, didn't you? I had commercials. I had everything from uh, Marlboro cigarette commercials to uh, Gallo Wine and all of these big name brands from back in the day to just help the vibe. But um, it wasn't until... 2022 yeah very recently yeah very recently some i believe some if you roll back the clock to 2019 or 18 i think there was news of a music copyright law that passed in congress or something it was just a big it was a big thing about music and i'm i'm supposing it went into effect around that time because it's so weird i had that station playing 24 7 non-stop basically for almost a decade and then i get a an, an email kind of a cease and desist and uh or just buy a license which is like a lot of money say, <laughs> for every one of those songs it was probably a crap ton of money yeah it was and, and a lot of it was public domain um so i didn't know how the heck they would pick and choose which were worth money or not so right. it was just really confusing and um i just had to tell everybody yeah it's a wrap and what i'll do though is put it on spotify so it's a playlist you can play on demand and i don't have to worry about it so a bomb right. radio it's it's it exists on spotify now and you'll find it under my account uh dj atomic wolf and uh it's got a lot of songs like it'll last you months if you if you listen um i do and, listen oh you do oh thank yeah. you yeah oh of course yeah <laughs> but, uh yeah so so a bomb radio has since parked i don't have to worry about all that stuff which is kind of a weight off my shoulders but people seem to like on-demand music more than they do just you know traditional radio so i guess it worked out for yes. everybody yeah um, i don't like traditional radio but and see, I had already like I owned all those a lot of those songs anyway. Oh, so cool. usually I just listen to it on on my iTunes, whatever. Like, yeah, Your I have a playlist, playlist and yeah. I just shuffle them and and then you had that and then you know sometimes you have some that's different and oh, sometimes I just gems. yeah yeah sometimes I'll just like throw the Spotify on and just that. <laughs> yeah, that, that's that's always fun. I'll listen to it myself and I'll be like, oh, this brings me back. But <laughs> well, it's funny. Isn't like that it. funny how like you hear a song and then like your mind flashes to like Fallout 3 and you're like walking past, I don't know, like the, the old horse track or, or whatever, <laughs> yeah. you know, like or not the horse track in Fallout 3, but you know, it, that was in Fallout 4. But like, like you, you like wherever mm -hmm. you're walking somewhere specific in your mind yeah where you hear that particular song and and it's like why am i thinking you know 
yeah that's and, the and, way my brain works i don't know if everybody else's does but like oh, i hear yeah. a song and my brain goes to a specific instance <laughs> a flashback yeah this yes. flashback real quick and now i cannot mm-hmm. distinguish like I, I can't not think about fallout when it is from a fallout game right and i've i've listened to it without fallout for so many years now but it's like nope that bob crosby song that belongs to fallout 3 in my head so exactly. i'm always gonna think about fallout 3 but um you know, even of course, this picked up the attention of my family too, especially my elder family, like my grandparents. And they're like, "You're you're you're twenty something, and you're listening to music from my day in the forties or fifties yeah. and stuff." I'm like, what the heck got you into this? And I'm like, "Oh gosh, this is such a long story." And so right. I I tried. I'm like, so I was like, so there's this video game, yeah, right, and- like video games, and they're like, huh. <laughs> Yes, like they they have a radio in the video game, and it plays music like this in the video game, and and it's kind of based off of the Cold War era, and like, uh, and and so then they'll ask further, and I'm like, well, see, it's not in the Cold War era. It's it's an alternate reality. Yeah, it's like it's like it's like it's like like not too crazy alternate, but it's also in the future, and the bombs fall, and everybody still in like post apocalypse, but they all live like in the fifties, but it's not. The 50s it's yeah. 2077 <laughs> it's like um the whole aesthetic is 50s <laughs> yeah exactly i'm like remember how y'all imagined the future would look like in the 50s it's yeah, basically with- that but everything yeah. goes wrong <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that everything went wrong. Yeah, music. you know how Same you had like goes. robots that would walk your dog. Yeah, <laughs> they have that. <laughs> and then, then of course, I hear all these crazy stories. Like I, I bring my my uh. Um, my grandmother on my father's side, she was real into what I was doing because she just thought that was so interesting for someone my age to be be into that. Yeah. And and she started to tell me about those actual days in the Cold War where they would do duck and cover drills right. and how scary it was. And, yeah. And I do also recall, um, and, and she wanted to know everything about Fallout at, at that point, like what was new. And so I remember when Bethesda did their like E3 event or whatever, and they showed the pre-war section of Fallout 4. Right. And I showed her that and it went to the vault tech rep and, uh, you know, t- telling you about the vault. And yep. she said like it gave her a flashback. She said when she was a little girl, one of those types of salesmen came to her house and her father answered the door, and it was him trying to sell a fallout shelter you can make in your yard or something. And she was wow. like, oh my gosh, we actually, I can't believe we lived through this. We actually this. had a vault pack wrap. <laughs> That's <laughs> pretty, pretty much cool. So, it's but yeah, so it's amazing. Cool. Like, you find out like how many people actually had fallout shelters in their yards or in their basements, you know? Oh, yeah, and they were pushing them. I mean, there was do-it-yourself ones. There was, yep. like, some government, like, like, like funded ones and yeah uh, like you knew where to go downtown or whatever where yeah shelter or something and And they still have the signs in a lot of places still the riches says fallout shelter or or bunker or something there like wow they keep those up okay that's cool um you just never know they're still out there the nukes are still out there (laughs) (laughs) all the nukes are gone probably ought to leave that sign up oh yeah (laughs) oh my god that's really cool but see you know 
And and I hear that from other people too. The like, oh, it's like such a great time to bond with my grandma. It's yeah. Like, yeah. Such a kind of a macabre way. Cause it's like, gosh, we're in a post-nuclear we're, wasteland. We're bonding and- over, you know, <laughs> nuclear war and you know, post-apocalyptic 50s era America. Yeah. Yeah, well, nostalgia for you and a little crazy gun shooting stuff for me. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, it time. is kind of neat that they can share that with us. That yeah. like what it was like, you know, to have the those duck and cover drills as if that was going to help you know <laughs> while they were in school it was like nuclear bomb warning get under your desk what's that gonna do <laughs> right and i've, I've watched so many bomb. of those films they were so sure of themselves <laughs> do you think it helped those kids in japan let me think right i, I mean you saw what it did <laughs> we already so. know what happened like do we really think it's gonna help well, those janky Japanese bombs, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, they're newer now. Yeah, they're different now. <laughs> they're so much. <laughs> we have those desks. Now. They're really expecting a lot of those desks. <laughs> yeah, those desks. They didn't have desks there. That's the difference. Yeah, I mean, I don't remember good... ours ever even like being level. They're always kind of, ink, 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 you know, but. <laughs> we have those Walmart desks. But it's it's going to protect me from nuclear radiation. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So that's what a rabbit hole from a video game can take you down. And next thing you know, you're making radio shows and running a, an internet radio station. And you do you know, kids can, yes. can do something like this, you know, I mean, gosh, and actually you can. <laughs> Oh, it was even worse. Free Spotify is free. It's all. Oh yeah, and it was even worse trying to explain Bioshock to my great. Oh gosh, yeah, I had to explain that to my dad. I was like, "Well, everybody made a world underwater, and it was great." Yeah, instead of toying with genetic slugs, and then people started to go crazy, and there was a class. I left that part out. I was like, "No way, he's gonna get that." It's (laughs) so yeah. It's so much like what parts do I leave in that makes sense, and which parts do I leave out that just don't right comp- they will not comprehend and oh and to the folks out there that like bioshock i also wrote and produced um two bioshock shows which was uh, great oh thank you they were i the, would not uh, mind more of that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes i there it's in the the back of my mind just trying to come up with new ideas there it's called the bioshock bioshock the midnight series the first episode is called 12 days to midnight the second one is after midnight and it follows a group of different people some of the main characters from bioshock like andrew ryan too uh before the uh new year's massacre and everything mm-hmm. going into civil war and then after midnight obviously is afterwards and everything just starts to become degraded and crazy <laughs> so yeah I, I remember as as that came to a close i was like what that's the last episode no there has to be more no no give me more <laughs> Like, oh man, it, those were so fun. And, and and another just another Easter egg with both both shows. I don't really write anything on my laptop that much. I write it on my phone. <laughs> it's all tippy tap. Oh my goodness. My iPhone on Google oh, Docs. Boy. And the reason being is because I am a huge pacer when I think. So as I'm pacing, yeah. I'm just like tapping, looking like a crazy person, but uh, it works for me because if I'm sitting at the desk too long, I'm like, oh, I got to get up and do something else. Um, I write on my iPad. I don't oh, think okay. I can write on my phone, but I write on my iPad. That's not, not too far off. <laughs> no, it's not, but the screen is marginally bigger. <laughs> oh, of course. Yeah. Um, <laughs> 
<laughs> and uh, I guess I can text really quick. So I just put those abilities to work on uh, yeah, me too. Google Docs. <laughs> and, but yeah, so just know for the majority of the show and especially the Bioshock shows, I just was up in my game room after uh, after work, I believe, in those years. I was I was working somewhere, uh, a plant, and I would just come home and blow off some steam writing this script. And both of them ended up being about two and a half hours long. <laughs> and, uh, did not yeah. intend for them to be that long. They just both happened to land at two and a half hours long. So perfect. It's amazing uh, how <laughs> like stories just they just like come out of you. It's because they like they just need to be told. They just they just gotta out. be told. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Like and, they uh, just have to be told, and I love that because oh, sometimes yeah. and it, and that, but that sure beats the whole struggle of what? How can I write? What can I write? Because I just can't <laughs> get it out. Oh yeah, you're lucky that way. I'm, I'm just, yeah, I'm glad I have the ability to to pace and type because if I couldn't type, that would have like a, a rolling desk with my laptop and just pace and walk. Yeah, but it works. You can do that um, too. Um, what else? I really want Ken Levine to hear it. Um, if you know, the creative director, creative mind behind Bioshock, I want Ken Levine to hear those shows and give his honest opinion because those I think I think when it comes to sophistication, I really like pushed my brain to the limit with yeah. the script for the Bioshock shows. Have you, have you just by chance dropped them to him on Instagram? <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 that's a good point. I have on Twitter, but not Instagram. I don't know if he has an Instagram, but I guess Instagram is the lucky place to go. So I'll try For you, there. It has been. <laughs> I know. And I was like, oh, I hear he's kind of active. So maybe, but I'll check every once in a while. I sent him like, I sent it to him twice, like years ago, and he didn't open it. So I was like, oh, come on. I want you to uh, hear this because you'll love it. But, um, you know, you're like probably buried <clears throat> in his. Oh, like for sure. Mail or whatever. That's why oh, he hasn't for sure. seen it. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and did you tag versa. him? Yes, I've tagged him a few times in the past. Maybe I should be more annoying, but I'm a little afraid of doing that. Um, and, and if that can't happen, I would love for someone at Bethesda to hear True Bald Escapades. And I don't, you know, it could be anyone from Todd Howard to, well, I guess Pete Hines doesn't, he's retired now, but still would love for him to hear yeah, it. He, um, it doesn't mean he doesn't have a. Oh yeah, he doesn't have a way to uh, recommend things. Oh yeah, and, and 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 even someone who I don't know produced the story, helped write the scripts for Fallout. I mean, I would just love for um, Bethesda to just hear it. They don't have to like it, but I would love for them to to just hear it. No and... way they wouldn't. But yeah, I mean, it would be cool to like for them to have a little feedback or, or something. Oh, yeah, just something. That, I'd love it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that would be pretty neat. Be exciting. Yeah. You have a little like, and you'd be like, oh, my gosh, they liked it. You know? oh, oh, I could die happy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, uh, they, I was seen. I've been seen. That's cool. That is really great. Yeah. Anything you want to plug? While oh, we have boy. I would like to plug myself. Um, I Do would it. like to plug it all. If you um want to listen to True Vault Escapades, it's literally anywhere you listen to podcasts on. Spotify is the most popular, so if you have Spotify, go straight to it. Give it us, give us a review. Um, oh, and there's a few other things. We got Patreon, Patreon.com/slash A Bomb Radio. So. A-Bomb Radio and True Vault Escapades have kind of been attached at the hip for a while because they were synonymous. So don't get confused if you see A-Bomb Radio and True Vault Escapades in the same sentence. But um, 
we got exclusive merch, goodies, artwork. You get the first of every. Oh yes, I just got some. <laughs> oh, you did. Was it the bunny one? Was it the? Yes, yes. That's right. That's right. Got a bunny yeah. sticker. I got a mug. Um, gosh, oh, I was I so the happy. Poster. Oh, cool. He's up there. If I get him down, I'll probably make a bit like my books might fall. <laughs> but he's up there. You have, to, you have to send me a picture. Um, and uh, yes, yeah, so we have all kinds of exclusive goodies, as you've heard. And we have. Oh, you can kind um, of see my my mug right there. Do you see? Oh, Walter? I see Walter. Yeah, <laughs> it's 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 Walter on a mug holding a mug. I just yes. realized. Yeah, and Bunny will be on the other side. But that's the oh, same poster so that I have. Exciting. Yeah. <laughs> um. And of course, Bioshock, the Midnight series, if you're interested in that, that's also wherever you listen to podcasts. It's on YouTube. And speaking of YouTube, uh, YouTube, my uh, account is True Vault Escapades, a Fallout audio drama. You'll find just everything there. Um, oh, goodness. What else? There's merch. We have merch, like a store. It's called the A-Bomb Shop, where you can buy a lot of cool posters. A-Bomb Radio True Vault <laughs> posters. Yeah. We got a customer right here. Um mm-hmm. Oh, goodness. Oh, I have a TikTok, A-Bomb Radio TikTok, and it's not related to the show, but I post a lot of old, old films there, anything from oh. commercials to educational films, and they're just really funny. Like You do a right lot now, of that on Twitter, too. That's where I catch it. Oh, like, oh, that's like, right. Like, anybody I do, have I do seen this old commercial, and they're always, like, really hilarious, <laughs> like, scandalous commercials. Like, how so did they get scandalous. away with that back in the day? <laughs> yeah like uh, and, and it's just it's just so much crazy stuff i've been posting i've luckily reached ninety thousand followers on uh tiktok and um wow. my most my most recent that's getting some waves is my kent cigarette commercial which has micronite in the filter micronite was literally asbestos and wow. you would smoke asbestos filled filtered cigarettes um so people are of course have a lot to say about that that's like double that's like double lung cancer guys double lung cancer <laughs> double It'll lung get cancer you- Get yeah. it, get lung cancer faster. <laughs> It'll get you there. You can get it so two ways. <laughs> so yeah, if the, if the uh, cigarettes don't get you, the the asbestos will. <laughs> it will. Like, let's like let's roll dice. Who's gonna get it? <laughs> so, um, TikTok. That's my um. It's a bomb radio there. Um, I'm on Twitter X, whatever it's called now. Yeah, it's at uh, tr- we'll always and, be Twitter. <laughs> it, it is now true vault 54 as i make it used to be a bomb radio but it's true vault 54 since that's i'm trying to make it more oriented to uh the show on its own yeah um, i noticed that the other day i was tagging you and i was like wait is that the right one <laughs> I, was I was like, like oh i hope they don't notice like, it like, doesn't seem right and i was like nope that's it <laughs> <laughs> yeah so true vault 54 that's where i'm at and um uh, where else? Facebook. There's a Facebook page, which is just A-Bomb Radio. It's mostly geared towards the the music and the playlist. And of course, I, I post the show stuff there, too. And uh, if that's if that's it, if you catch me in Fallout 76 uh, and you see Walter and Bunny investigations on your map, we're always selling plans and cool little knickknacks. <laughs> are you on xbox or i'm, I'm on xbox okay too bad <laughs> oh no yeah well, i'm on, on pc so oh uh, i wish crossplay were a thing i wish it was i mean no. i don't know why we can't do that you know especially Maybe. like xbox players i used to play with a guy who said he played on xbox but he played through the xbox app on pc oh so, yeah so we used to play so... together and but nobody else on Xbox has done that that I know of. So I don't know. 
maybe that'll be one of their updates in the near future. I hope that's a possibility, but I doubt it. But I gosh, that would be so fun. But if you're on yeah. Xbox and you see Walter and Bunny Investigations... I, I know. I knew you had a camp because I always see you post pictures of them in the <laughs> office and stuff. And I'm like, I know he's playing 76 because it's right there. But I didn't know what platform you were on. I'm like, probably on Xbox. Everybody else is. <laughs> oh, yeah. I've been with Xbox for about 15 years now. Oh my gosh. I was. Okay, yes. I gave it up. Once I got oh. my fancy computer, it was like, well, we're not going to be buying Xboxes every year anymore. <laughs> I, I tried PC. Like I, I used to play. I used to play PC uh, religiously after I was done with the original consoles, like PlayStation One and Two. Um, I, I went and I started playing MMORPGs like crazy on PC, mm -hmm. and um, and just a just a fun fact about me: one of my the, the whole reason I got into Star Wars and became a mega fan of Star Wars was because I played Star Wars Galaxies like a villain. I was so addicted to that game. I played it for almost well, a decade. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He, he is a fan. <laughs> uh, yeah, and, and, and speaking of which, if you heard the beginning, um, Star Wars is going to be a crossover for Walter and Bunny. Um, around the end of this season, which is called The Case of the Velvet Holocron. Ooh. And um, it's all written. It's over 200 pages. <laughs> and, wow. And it's it's the longest thing I've ever written. And I'm probably going to split it up. And um, Definitely. it's going to be fun, tear jerky. It's going to be like oh. the Bio the Bioshock show was kind of tear jerky in terms of contents. Um, I have a fan named Elizabeth, and she's always uh, talking about it. She's like, please don't make me cry like you did with the Bioshock show. Because <laughs> oh, I can't take it anymore. And I'm like, ooh, I'm not going to guarantee you won't. But Mind a little teary. I don't, it doesn't, I don't mind it. Because I feel like if you can evoke emotion like that from people, then you're doing something right. Right. Yeah. So I, and even me, I'll be, be kind of sad writing it. I'll be like, oh gosh, I hate to do this, but I have to, because I know it's just going to just come out so good. Right. Um, right. But uh, other than the plugs, uh, just shout out to the cast who most I haven't met yet. Uh, mainly uh, Eric Huffman. You've been with us the longest. Uh, maybe we can do a return episode here with, with him or, or something. I would love and, that. Sure. Yeah. There'll be yeah. like a little meetup. Uh, Shouts out to him. Oh, heck yeah. To... We'll have to try and maybe we can pull all your main characters in and do a an episode with all of them that would be fun oh, that would be so fun um because i, I don't, i'm not really good at coordinating things like that so i'll have to kind of lean on y'all <laughs> yeah that's probably my that, that'll be my job <laughs> <laughs> but uh um of course amy harris she still talks about the show all these years later sharon grunewald she played the second bunny she was with us the longest and then of course crystal romero she um ended up being bunny and she introduced me to her fiance joseph when i was asking for an editor for the show she had i was not casting bunny at that time and i met joseph and joseph has been helping me with the show ever since and we all collaborate me him and her and it ended up that she was already a voice actress and i was like wait a minute can you do a little test script for me and she did it and i was like you're bunny you're a bunny. You're 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 Miss Bunny for real. And so she's been bunny ever since. And she's wow. an incredible actress. She's in a lot of Skyrim mods and little oh, video wow. games too. Oh, and I cool. Yeah, and it was all because she recommended her fiance to me. I just like I never who who knew that, but um She just fell yeah. in her lap. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. And to uh, Josh Belmonte, who writes and voice acts, he played Alan Marks really well. I loved his Alan Marks uh, impression. And uh, Jason Dameron, who plays the storyteller. Mr. Matty plays yes. and everybody who's been on the awesome. show. Um, Austin Rogers, who's also on Modus Files. He's also a regular cast member. Um Gosh, there's so many. Ethan Walsh, of course. Oh my gosh, Ethan! Is yeah, you can't forget Ethan. <laughs> Ethan, I give he he makes art for me now. I don't even ask for it, and he surprises me with this amazing artwork that he makes for the show, like edits, really. Wow. Um, him and um, Tari Mark David, who makes the artwork for the show. Oh my gosh, he's so good. He made That's it on, really nice. Yeah, he's the one on the mug and uh-huh. all the posters. And oh, Mike Tyson, who played Cage in the Cage Chronicles, and Marianne Stanek, who played Red. <sighs> okay, so there's just and thank you to the cast because you guys have been amazing, making my my vision come true, which is like every creator's best wish. So, yeah. Oh, yay. <laughs> and Dawn, of course, <laughs> <laughs> for being a patron <laughs> and a voice yeah. actress. Yeah. <laughs> A dear listener. Uh, well, <laughs> all right. So awesome. I am very pleased, thankful that you got to, to clear some time to come on with me and talk. And we'll have to do something again with everybody uh, whenever you can clear Thursday. Oh, Just yeah. Let I'll me cl- know. I'll, Any, I'll let you know. I will tip you off. I will let you know. Anytime. <laughs> you are welcome. You just let me know when, when it's good for you. For sure. I'm going to be like, Eric, y'all, I know some of y'all live on the other sides of the world, but you're going to have to wake up at 3 a.m. for us just for this one thing, please. It's, it's happened before. We, we've had some UKers on before, and, and it's like, how late is it for you? Know? Uh, and it is possible that we might be able to like push it like a, an hour earlier as long as it's a Thursday that I'm off, because every other Thursday I'm like racing home from work trying to get here and be like, okay, guys, we're on. <laughs> yeah. So, because every other Thursday I'm off and every other Thursday I have to work and I, we don't close until eight o'clock. So then I'm like rushing home to hit 838. That's why I'm like 830, 845. You know? Yeah, we'll make it work. When I get around. So, awesome. Thanks for coming. Thanks for being here and hanging with me. And uh, I hope everybody enjoyed me. learning about True Vault Escapades, one of my favorite shows. Uh, obviously it's a great show it's been around the longest and it's doing amazing and it's all because of this guy right here and his heart so thank you thank you thank you for having me oh you're welcome any (laughs) any time so we're gonna say good night good night This podcast is part of the Robots Radio Rocket Club, a program designed to help all podcasts reach their full potential. For information about joining the Robots Radio Rocket Club, check out robotsradio.net. How well do you know your video game lovers? Have you ever wondered how your video game bays stack up against all the other delectable digital dates? I'm Genesis, the girl whose motto in life is love, laugh, tequila. And on Two Girls, One Ship, we analyze, rate, and review all that the world of video game romances has to offer. And I'm Vervada, the hopeless romantic cat lady and lifelong gamer. But you should know that our podcast centers on character and romance analysis and doesn't shy away from exploring the fun of physical connection. Or from the deep emotional connections built between two characters, using specific in-game dialogue and the overall narrative journey. So join the two girls, one ship, shipsters, and remember... Beauty is in the eye of the controller.